0: Welcome to Talking Facts. What you need to know about family, food, finance, and fitness. Hosted by the University of Kentucky Family and Consumer Sciences Extension Program, our educators share research knowledge with individuals, families, and communities to improve quality of life.
1: Hello and welcome to Talking Facts. This is your host, Dr. Jennifer Hunter, Assistant Director for Family Consumer Sciences Extension at the University of Kentucky. Today I'm pleased to have joining me Dr. Carrie Ashurst, our Extension Specialist for Family and Relationship Development. Welcome, Carrie. Thank you. Today's topic, I think, is one that's so important for our listeners to hear, and we are going to talk about chronic stress and mental health. And I think that, you know, all of us experience some level of stress and I might go home from work and say, oh, what a stressful day or oh, what a stressful week or there's just stress going on with the kiddos or whatever it may be. But today, you're really going to share with us about that. We may all experience stress, but there is certainly a next level of stress. And if we are experiencing that, what those signs, symptoms may be and how we might deal with it. Um, So, let's get started and just talk a little bit about what is chronic stress.
2: Yes. We all know stress, don't we? It affects us all. And there's good stress, getting a new job, moving to a new place, starting new things in life. There's also bad stress that can affect us negatively for a short term. But what we really want to talk about today during this time is that idea of chronic or long-term stress, where your body and your mind are just not really getting a break and how that can affect your mental health.
1: One thing that uh, I was excited about in our conversation today as we were chatting before we started recording is that we're gonna talk a little bit about stress by by age group or by mm-hmm. generation. So certain stresses that twenty somethings or thirty somethings might experience and as well as coping strategies. Yes. Mm-hmm. So let's kick off with that and um start with those twenty somethings and what are the, the biggest stresses of that generation and what are what are some coping strategies for them? Sure.
2: Some of the biggest stressors for 20-somethings in our day and time are things like trying to graduate from college. Worrying about the college debt they've accrued. There's no for doubt. Sure. That's true. Yes. Looking for those jobs, finding a career path, figuring out what fits them in terms of their passions as well as a paycheck and other things. Then also the social aspects of the 20-somethings, something dating, trying to find connections. And a lot of that is happening against the backdrop of today's social media, right? Comparisons to others and that idea when you see a lot of things in social media, everything looks happy. We share our happiest moments, right? And then we compare ourselves against those others. And I think that's an important reminder for
1: all of us that that what we see on social media is not not always real life. right? And so if an individual is experiencing these these stresses, what
2: is one way that they could manage that? In the 20s, uh, one of the best strategies that can be used is simply mindful meditation, which can include sitting quietly and just focusing on being present. We are oftentimes worried all the time about what has happened, what's yet to happen. But mindful really means being in the present, trying to focus on what's in front of you that day. It can help you with prioritizing. It can also help reduce your stress levels and help you find happiness along the way.
1: Excellent. And, and, as we said, that that's probably
2: good for all age groups. Yes, indeed. But, um, what about our 30-somethings? In the 30s, we're trying to climb our career ladders. We're trying to decide whether to change careers as we've gotten going. Uh, a lot of people have become or are becoming parents, first-time homeowners, There are lots and lots of different stresses involved in the 30s that can really become chronic pretty easily. Again, the social media, as you said earlier, cross-cuts every age group. But uh, it has become an even more all-encompassing issue, I think, in the 30s than it was even just 10 years ago.
1: I think that that's true because as you become parents and then all of a sudden you're, you know, have pictures of your kids or you're looking at your friends on social media and pictures of their happy families and kiddos and what milestones they're reaching and
2: when, that it does add a lot of additional pressure. Yes, And one of the best strategies for people in their 30s when it comes to chronic stress is just staying connected, that social support piece. When we become parents and our jobs have become our lives a lot of the time, it is so hard to find time to still be with friends, to really make that a, a point in our lives. And it's self-care. It's not selfish. It's self-care. It's uh, staying connected and remembering that that needs to be a priority as much as it can be.
1: And I do. I think that that's something that is that is really, really hard with that age group. I know that I had a good friend that she would just send a calendar invite for lunch dates. You, you, you know, that she was very <laughs> yes. mindful of it to, to kind of keep the rest of us on board. Right. And moving on to our 40-somethings, which are really and truly, I think, are sandwiched generation mm-hmm. of both having small children, but then also maybe starting to take care of their parents as well.
2: We're literally and figuratively sandwiched between a lot of things in our 40s. We're worrying about our growing kids. Are we parenting well? Are things going right? We also have parents who may be aging or we've lost a parent. And so we're kind of caught in that in-between time. We also may be starting to have some of our own health issues, needing to focus on staying physically fit in our 40s. There's just a lot going on. And in the meantime, we still have those social media comparisons going on in our 40s now. They continue to have a huge influence.
1: Right. And so do you have strategies that you recommend to this particular age group as well? Yes.
2: Number one in your 40s is remember to continue having fun. We let the responsibilities and the everyday life pile up. And sometimes the thing that hits the bottom of our priority list is to remember to have fun.
1: Definitely, and and I can I can see how that happens when there's just so much. Sometimes you forget about you
2: and doing things specifically for you, and just enjoying life. Right. It's uh, it, it's not cliche to say that laughter really can be the best medicine at times. <laughs>
1: So as we move on to our 50-somethings, those individuals, are they're transitioning probably in life again, that their that they're kiddos are, are growing up and maybe moving on to college or out of the house, and, and they're probably trying to think towards their next
2: step in life. Yes, indeed. When you have the stresses of your children growing up and moving out and starting their adult lives and the stresses of retirement coming and all of the other things that are happening in your 50s. It can be earth-shattering. The stress can be severe. And if you add that to a chronic health issue, for example, it can really begin to take its toll on your mental health. And again, social media, it continues to have an influence, maybe greatly reduced, I think, once those parenting years are over for people, but it is still there.
1: Right. You you know, I think that probably in most people's 50s might be when taking care of their parents starts to really kind of those those needs become greater and greater Correct. as well. Strategies for individuals within their
2: 50s? One really great strategy can just be some some guided and simple yoga. And we're not talking anything extreme or strenuous by any means. We're talking about just some, some simple yoga techniques that people can even practice at home. You don't necessarily have to go anywhere or spend any money. Things that can lower your blood pressure, help you focus on that present again, and also just boost some of those good chemicals in your body, those endorphins, and uh, even just a small amount of yoga practice or even some guided meditation can really help to improve your mood.
1: So, Carrie, as we think about these stressors and as you've mentioned that, you know, sometimes sometimes they're exciting and good stress, but they can pile up over time. If an Mm -hmm. individual Mm -hmm. truly is struggling with managing the, the stressors of everyday life, resources that they may be able to reach out to.
2: Yes. One thing is to just really be observant. We don't we, we we know our bodies better than anyone else does. When the signs are there and our body is is really struggling with long-term stress, we need to recognize that and then we need to take that to a healthcare provider, a therapist or some other professional. We don't want to wait until someone asks us about that. We need to be proactive about our care. You know, trying to get regular exercise, do relaxing activities, set goals and priorities for ourselves which sometimes can be tough to do. But remember, we at the end of the day, we can celebrate what we've accomplished rather than what we weren't able to do. That's an excellent point. And then just simply staying connected in this world and remembering that you know, if you reach a point where you're starting to feel completely overwhelmed or that you can't cope, that it's okay, that there are resources out there, and that it's okay to ask for help.
1: And if someone is struggling and concerned that they might hurt themselves, I know that
2: you wanted to specifically share about the National Suicide Hotline. Yes. The National Suicide Prevention Lifeline is a fantastic immediate resource, both for being able to connect to someone in person over the phone or via chat service as well. It's available 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And that lifeline number is one 800 273 Again, that's 1-800-273-8255.
1: And for our podcast listeners, we will have the number in our show notes as well, so you can always reference back to that. Carrie, thank you so much for joining us today and having this important conversation.
0: Thank you. Thank you for listening to Talking Facts. We deliver programs focusing on nutrition and health, resource management, family development, and civic engagement. If you enjoyed today's podcast, have a question, or a show topic idea, leave a like and comment on Facebook at UKFCSEXT. Visit us online at fcs.uky.edu to learn more about the University of Kentucky Family and Consumer Sciences Extension Program, or contact your local extension agent for Family and Consumer Sciences. We build strong families. It starts with us.